Is it on? Welcome to the Shant Show with your hosts, Curtis, Josh, Mario, and Jordan. Alright everybody, welcome into the highly anticipated end of our position group breakdowns headed into the 2023 season. Yes, I know you're already tired of hearing my voice. Football season is just here. Get ready for a lot more of it. But we end this series with a breakdown of quarterbacks and halfbacks, running backs, tailbacks, whatever you want to call them. The most electric guys on one side of the ball. These th- This position group, right, we're, we're throwing both of them together has some of the best athletes that Coastal Carolina has ever seen in any sport. You're talking about Grayson McCall, who quite literally is synonymous with Coastal. Um, He is the three-time returning Sunbelt Player of the Year, going for an unbeatable record of four-time Sunbelt Player of the Year. You have returning... I don't want to necessarily call them starters because they all shared carries last season, running backs in Braden Bennett, Reese White, Max Balthazar, CJ Beasley, and a freshman coming in in Javen Simpkins, who is Coastal's highest rated recruit ever. That's the level of talent you're talking. You're talking a running back group that consists of a gentleman who did the Myrtle Hurdle a guy in Max Balthazar while everybody was injured at the beginning of the year carried this team on his back. A guy in Reese White who we've seen break 70, 80 yard runs and make it look like nothing. And Braden Bennett, who is an electric athlete, not just on the football field, but track and field as well. He has that legitimate track speed. And you're going to look, you're going to give him the ball and say the defense aren't going to look stupid defending him? Yeah, that. Yeah, right. Good luck with that. Josh, what are your expectations? We'll start in the running back room. What are your expectations for this running back group? To, to the moon. I mean, you talk about Javen Simpkins, our highest-rated recruit ever, um, is going to be like fourth, fifth guy. Um, I, I like that you mentioned Max Balthazar because he's – actually a really good running back but he will probably see almost no carries um we do this committee thing here at coastal and obviously we're doing it again regardless of the tim tim beck offense because why would reese white have stayed why would cj beasley have stayed why would Braden bennett stay the this running back group actually nationally and even in the sunbelt honestly is getting no no love whatsoever because those top three guys are so good and so even, and they take so many carries from each other, any one of those three guys, if they were the workhorse back, could go for 2,000 yards in a 12-game season. If they were the bell horse back, but they're not. They're all going to go for like 7, 750, and like 7, 8 touchdowns. And when you add that up, it's going to be absurd. Right, and Bennett is a freak athlete he's one of the best athletes on the planet like you mentioned finished second in the 110 meter hurdles in the sunbelt championships that already puts him in like the top 150 track athletes in the country um he's a running back cj beasley author of the myrtle hurdle 
Um, had a breakout year last year. Fantastic. Has put on even more muscle this year to the moon. Reese White is going into last season, at least, to was considered the best running back, especially because Braden wasn't healthy in this room. And no one's talking about him. Nobody's really talking about any of these guys. And I kind of feel like Coastal and, and really only the diehard fans know how good they have it in that these three guys could legit make a case for one, two, four, because I won't deny that. And we don't know, like, we'll get into this in the preview, but Rasheen Ali is really good. And Nate Noel is really good. But the other three guys in our backfield could legitimately be all top five in the Sun Belt, but they won't get the love because they'll split carries. But it doesn't matter because we're going to have the best backfield in the Sun Belt because of those three guys. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's almost Frank Gore Jr. syndrome, right? Like, I think if Frank Gore Jr., the Mississippi, or excuse me, the Southern Miss running back, he's good, getting, but he's the bell cow. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. He's he's going to get 85 percent of the carries in their offense. Probably going to finish. He's the not with, better running back than Braden Bennett, in my opinion. I don't think he is either. I think. If if Frank Gore Jr. was in our backfield, and this is going to sound crazy, and Southern Miss fans are going to hate me for saying this, <laughs> but I think honestly he would be lucky to get thirty percent of the snaps. Agreed. Like, and and that's not to say he's not a good running back. He's phenomenal, especially for the Sun Belt, right? Rashawn Agreed. Ali up at, at Marshall, same thing. I think he would be lucky to get 40 percent of the snaps and carries in Coastal's offense, just because. When you throw him in 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 a group that is as talented as this one, you can't give Frank Gore the ball on ninety percent of your rushing plays. It would be a disservice to Coastal. It would be a disservice to this fan base. It would be a disservice to the other running backs in the room to do that. And so, when you're talking pure talent and pure rushing ability. I think you're right, Josh. I think you could make an argument that Coastal Carolina, on an individual level, probably has two, maybe three of the top running backs in the Sun Belt. Yeah. Right? Like, that's, you could make an argument for that. Will they the be the first team absurd. all Sun Belt at the end of the season? Probably not. And that's just because they're all going to finish with. Six to eight hundred yards and five to seven touchdowns each, but that's not a bad season when you're talking about those numbers are spread across four guys potentially. That's insane. That's that's the best running back group in the group of five, and and arguably in the country. And these guys all like each other. They've all been playing together for years. I mean, people forget that. Shamari Jones went to the NFL. He was part of this backfield, and Reese White was taking snaps over him. Brayden Bennett was taking some snaps over him. He was in; they were in that that unit. But like these guys are all NFL caliber running backs and have taken snaps over an NFL running back. Like the talent here is, especially to other Sun Belt fans, not Coastal. It's very hard to explain, but it is absurd. It's ridiculous. Jordan, we'll move to you next. What are your expectations for this group? We've we've thrown a lot of praises out there. Are you in the same camp? Oh, absolutely. I'm in the same camp. I mean, Josh pretty much said most of the stuff I wanted to say. I mean, y'all done messed up. 
Y'all had like Braden Bennett has just up and left. They thought him. he died. Yeah, you guys are messed up. Y'all think Braden ain't ain't seen what y'all been saying? This man's gonna come back this year and he's gonna go off. Like 2021, Braden Bennett was electric for us. Like you guys don't y'all must have forgot what he did in that cure bowl. This man went off in the cure bowl. Like he's gonna go off. We talked to him last year before the App State game. And of course, you know, Braden's gonna be Braden. You know, he was we thought he was gonna play, but he still was recovering from the injury. But Braden is just that type of caliber player. I think he's top notch from Greenville, South Carolina. You know what I'm saying? I, I gotta show love to my boy from the hometown state from the 864. So, you know, I think he's gonna do excellent this year. I, I expect him to come back with a vengeance. And, you know, him, you got CJ Beasley, you got you got all this talent running back. It's going to be electric to see. And like you guys mentioned, I mean, Frank Gore Jr., he's going to get a lot of praise. But if he wasn't getting the amount of snaps that he's going to be getting, you could easily be saying that any of these four running backs that we have would be getting more praise than he would. But because of what he did in that bowl game last year, he's going to get the most praise. But I I expect a, a huge season a huge season for Braden Bennett. I really feel like if he hadn't had that upper body injury last year that missed him nine games, you easily could be saying he'd be in that same conversation with Frank Gore Jr. Without question, or even more, even more than what Frank Gore Jr. is getting. But just look out for Braden. I just see number one going off this year, just based off of what he missed last year. He's going to have a great season this year. It's crazy for me to think that at the NFL draft this year, Frank Gore and Rashawn Ali will unequivocally be drafted. Whether that's in the first round or the seventh round, I don't know. But equally talented and going to make as much, if not more, of an impact in the NFL are the guys in Coastal's backfield. I truly believe that they have more pro potential than Frank Gore and Rashawn Ali. I truly do. I think Braden Bennett has the ability and the speed and the field vision to be the next Devin Hester. And it sucks that we have Michael McDoom, who's way better at returning kicks than he even is. So we're not going to get to see it on in, in coastal teal, right? That's how excited we are for this team. And is this team perfect? No, we'll get into that more in, in the coastal um, episode that that's coming out next week. But this is a team that has the ability to do some insane things. Josh, I see you have something to add here before we go to Mario. Yeah, while while we're still on the Braden Bennett hype train, and I've seen a lot of places that are projecting him as our, our third running back on the depth chart this year. And while that may be, I think obviously technically that's okay because I think it's literally going to be 1A, 1B, 1C this year. I think that's how they're going to split carries, and that's how they should, in my opinion. But you said it, Jordan. Um, In 2021, Braden Bennett was ridiculous, and people think that he died. Um, Real quick, Jordan, um, how many yards of carry, or Curtis, do you think Braden Bennett averaged in 2021? Uh, I'll throw out again. I'll go four and a half. Yeah, no, he averaged 8.6 yards of carry. Jesus, um, he ran the ball 74 times 
for 636 yards, seven touchdowns, and he caught 24 passes for 300 yards and two touchdowns. This man is one of the most electric running back talents in all of college football. And the fact that he is being completely forgotten about is probably the biggest atrocity since I'm not even going to answer. But, um, yeah, Braden Bennett is absolutely ridiculous. And if he's in a rotation, what does that say about the other guys in the rotation? And people are hibernating on this coastal backfield. Absolutely, they are. Mario, this is a lot of hype. This is a lot of praise. We are over the moon about the talent and the potential of this group. Do you have any concerns heading into the 2023 season, or are you right there with us? I feel like the hype is all real. I feel like with the great hype that we're giving them, I feel like they're going to live up to it. My only concern is going to be after the 2023 season because the running back position is so little. Because there's at most room for three guys, I could honestly see some of these guys transferring out after the end of this year, getting better opportunities. Some guys might, and this is no, it's not selfish to them. Some guys might, you know, feel that they could do better as, in, as the guy at a different college. So transfer out and go to a different college. Others might think that they're ready for the next level of the division one. So they'll leave. Those are my only concerns, but that's a testament to how great this running back group is. We're talking, look, we, we mentioned it. We, we obviously know about Braden Bennett. Braden Bennett says comp, is one of the most confident football players I've ever seen. I remember after, after the app state game, I just walked up to him and I was like, if you were playing shots, one one by 90, and he goes, Oh, absolutely. Like he was, like he is 100% confident in like everything that he does. CJ Beasley, me and Josh got to work with him last year. Great guy. You know, he's to me, he's a little more reserved, a little more kind of quiet, but he's definitely confident as well. Did forget Reece about White. that good replay guy. Yeah, gr- good replay guy. You know, uh, we saw him with the Papa shot machine, you know, could use a little bit of work. You know, he wasn't hitting the threes like me and Josh, but it's all good. That can be an adjustment. Um, Reese White, obviously has been a veteran, a part of his team. This running back group is so stacked. Josh men- mentioned it. Javen Samkin, a four-star recruit, might end up being, at best, running back number three, if he gets in there. Most likely, it's going to be, like, between three and five. That's where he lays, and he's a four-star recruit. But he came here for a reason. I would like to think that Tim Beck, uh, Trickett, and the offense is going to have something planned for him. That's why he came over here as a four-star recruit, knowing that all these running backs that we have are going to take the field. But the hype that we're giving them, it's absolutely real. I hope they do live up to it. I believe that they will. And I can't wait to see this electric running back group get to work. Absolutely. It's going to be a sight to behold and and be prepared because this is in, in Coastal's new offense, you're going to get a little bit less of the triple option and the, you know, the gimmicky little plays Teams are going to have to stop Reese White on an inside zone. And then the next play, they're going to have to stop Braden Bennett on a sweep. And the play after that, they're going to have to stop CJ Beasley on a dive up the gut. The and the next play, they're going to have crazy. to deal with Sam Pinckney absolutely mossing their safety. And then on the next play, they're going to have to deal with, with, a wide receiver screen, a wide receiver screen to Jared Brown, like and heaven forbid Grayson runs the ball too. Holy shit! 
Good luck. Good luck. But I just texted Curtis real quick. I I don't think I can talk about this running back group without talking myself into them being like the best in the country, or at least the most slept on in the country. It, I think every time I, we talk about this group, that's how I end up. Yeah, it's tough to argue that this group is better than say Alabama's group of like six five star kids. Right. Right. Like it's it's tough to argue that they're better than some of the, you know, but when you Again, start, to I think hate about mentioning it. Penn State, but it's it's legitimate this time. They have Nick Singleton, who was a freshman All American, and Katron Allen, who is an All Big Ten freshman last year. Like that's their running back group. Those two guys both have first round potential. Like that's that's an amazing running back group. But after that, and after the legacy schools, if you want to call them that, Coastal Carolina is right up there. This is absolutely a top 15 top 20 at the absolute worst yeah. running back room in the country flip that so with that you made mention of his name a little bit ago we moved to quarterbacks more specifically quarterback number one Grayson McCall the the man the myth the teal pissing legend that he is Comes back to win his fourth Sunbelt Player of the Year. Um, I'm saying it right now. You can pencil that in. Take that back. You can write it in with Sharpie. He's winning that award again this year. He's not the only member of Coastal Carolina's quarterback room. He's joined by Kansas transfer Ethan Vasco, true freshman Blake Boda, and returning player Jared Guest. Grayson's going to get all the noise and all the hype and all of of the preseason accolades and deservedly so. He is one of, if not the best, group of five player in the country. If there were such a thing to win the group of five Heisman, Grayson McCall would be the odds-on favorite. I, I truly believe that him and, and Frank... And he'd Gore already Jr., have one. Yeah, we'd go back and forth for that. I think this has the potential to be Grayson's best season because he no longer has to worry about the janky triple option. And yes, that offense worked, but now he gets to show that he is the most efficient, highest rated passer in college football history. The only player in college football history with 75 touchdowns and less than 10 interceptions period. You think of all the great college quarterbacks. He's the only one in the past like 125 years. Yes. He's the only one to do that. That's the level of, of talent we're talking here. Jordan, I'll come to you first this time. What are your expectations for Grayson McCall this season? Uh, It's pretty much like you said. I mean, I think that this is probably going to be his best season of his coastal career. I think that he's going to go out with a bang. Um, New offense, you know, Coach Trickett, I think he's got a lot of plays mixed in for him to be more efficient and even more better in the passing game. Um, I think that even Tim Beck, even though he's the head coach, I think he's going to be a lot of a quarterback whisperer to Grayson to try to elevate him to be more of a quarterback caliber NFL quarterback. So I think that this year he'll he'll have a great season this year. We've got all the weapons coming back on at the wide receiver position. 
Um, tight ends, we got really good tight ends coming in. So I think he's going to have really a really good season. He may eclipse four four thousand yards. I just I think that that might be. It, you guys might think it might be crazy, but I think that he could eclipse four thousand yards with this new system. He could have at least thirty touchdowns, and we already know he takes care of the football very well. So I don't see him having um, no more than I'd say five interceptions this year. He's always been a good um, quarterback when it comes to taking care of the football and not throwing a lot of interceptions. So. I think this year, and I also think that this will be a good good chance for him to prove that, you know, he doesn't have Coach Chadwell anymore. Coach Chadwell left. He's in, he's up in the mountains at Liberty. This is a good test for Grayson to go out and prove that, yeah, you may have done this for me when you were coaching, but I got Tim Beck, and he took my game to a whole nother level. So I think that this is a, a, a breakout season for him. Um He's gotten Heisman love in the past, but I definitely think he'll probably get more Heisman love this year. Um, he'll probably go down as one of the most decorated group of five quarterbacks. He's up there with Kellen Moore, I think, when he was with Boise State. And, you know, when it comes down to it, he'll have – he'll go down as one of the best that ever do it at Coastal. Um, and I think that he'll leave with a championship ring and um, he'll go on to the NFL and we'll see him have a, a pretty good season – a pretty good career in the NFL, but I think for the season, Grayson's gonna have another good year and book him right now. Put your put go to the go to the casinos right now. And if you guys want to put money down, put the money down right now. He's gonna win another Sunbelt player of the year. He'll go down as a four time first ever do it, four time Sunbelt player of the year. Yeah, and no more COVID craziness after this year, hopefully. Good Lord knows we don't need another global pandemic. But aside from a once-in-a-century pandemic, you quite literally cannot break that record. You can tie it, but you can't break it. And I think, you know, uh, uh, as much as his other accomplishments, right, being the most efficient, having the highest passer rating, being the most efficient passer, having the highest touchdown-to-interception ratio of all time, that accomplishment in and of itself will be the hallmark of Grayson McCall. And it wouldn't surprise me if 10, 15, 20 years from now, the Sunbelt Player of the Year Award is renamed the Grayson McCall Award. Like, that's the level of impact you're talking here is the guy has won so many of them that they name the stinking trophy after him. Mario, I'll, I'll come to you here. Grayson McCall isn't the only talented arm in that room. What are your expectations for, for this group for them? Or are you just looking for improvement over the backup situation last year? Well, what are we keeping an eye on for the guys outside of number 10? Well, first of all, Grayson McCall is the motherfucking guy. People don't know that they better recognize right now. Okay. I don't swear a lot, but you know, like forgive me for cussing, but he's the motherfucking guy. So people better understand that. That's that's what I'm expecting right there. However, the only thing about Grayson McCall, and it's not his fault, it really isn't. He he is really one tough son of a gun. The only thing is he's definitely been injury plagued a little bit. You know, not as bad as the other guys, like a lot of other guys in college football. But there's at least been like one period of each season where he's missed maybe like a game or two. So I expect us to have a productive backup. You know, no disrespect to Jared Guest, but two touchdowns, four interceptions, 
are just not going to cut it. You know, um, we have a great running back room, you know, even if all the quarterbacks hypothetically are terrible, which I don't think will be the case. I do think that those running backs, if healthy, are going to definitely carry this group. Um, but yeah, no, we definitely got some great backups coming in. Blake Boda, you know, we know all the hype about him. Consensus all state, uh, 4,000 plus yards, 54 total touchdowns. He led the entire state of Florida. I thought he was most likely going to be uh, the number two. And then we heard about Ethan Basco. We're talking about he was redshirted at Kansas, former three star. This man broke the Virginia single game TD record in high school with 10 touchdown passes in one game. He tied it that same season with nine. This this guy is insane. 35 and three record. He was a winner in high school and he had a total of 134 touchdowns in high school itself. Fuck Ethan Vasco. I'll explain later. Wow. Okay. But regardless of how Josh feels, you know, that sounds like something he's to deal with in therapy. But, you know, maybe him and Ethan Vasco have a nice little one-on-one therapy session, you know, put that on YouTube. I think it will be great content. But overall, this is a great quarterback room. I feel like a lot of these young high school quarterbacks are going to learn a lot from Grayson McCall. But, yeah, no, Jordan said it himself. Uh First time ever for um, some uh, some oh. player of the year. I expect him to be a future NFL Hall of Famer. I expect him to be the earliest Coastal Carolina draftee in that NFL draft class. Mm-hmm. It, it's going to be electric, you know, with the weapons that he has. I couldn't see him not going over four thousand yards. Uh, this is going to be his best season yet. He's working with Division One coaching now. It's not just a Division One player working with Division Two coaching. We're talking. To, this is a true Division One player. This is a true Division One coaching staff, and I do believe that this is going to be the best Grayson McCall we've seen. However, I would no disrespect to these other quarterbacks. I would like to see them stay on the bench a lot longer this year than the previous years because I would love to see Grayson McCall McCall play a full season, just being the number one quarterback without dealing with any injuries, without dealing with any sickness, nothing like that. But if he's all if he's healthy for the entire season. Make no mistake about it. He is going to be one of those quarterbacks to watch in the NFL draft. NFL Hall of Famer is uh, a little up there, Mario. That's 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 some some insane level of prediction, right? And, and oh wait, did I did I say NFL Hall of Famer? <laughs> you did. You, Not bad. I you didn't most certainly did. I didn't take it that far. That's you know a clip. Hey, hey, look, right position, you know, right team could happen. Yeah, season, for sure. But. but no, honest, he's going to be a Coastal Carolina Hall of Famer. He really will be, you know. <laughs> number 10 will be retired. Um, but I I what I, I expect him to be the the highest uh CCU uh alum to be drafted into the NFL. But I do expect big things for Grayson McCall. Maybe not Hall of Fame, you know, we're not there yet, but who knows, right position, right situation, he could get a Hall of Fame career, maybe in the NFL. Yeah, and, and I think one of the big keys you mentioned it there is staying injury free. He dedicated a lot of time this offseason. You know, he he admitted in an interview uh that he did that he put on about 15 to 20 pounds. Um most of that is is muscle weight. And and he openly admitted that his 40 time took a hit for it, but he is now totally able to absorb the absolutely bone crushing hits that he would take in the middle of the field to try and make a play because Grayson McCall, uh, 
I don't know if you know this, but he will not slide. <laughs> he just doesn't do it. He's going to get every yard he possibly can because that's the warrior and the player and the leader he is. So he added that muscle as, as protection for himself to try and play all 13 games this season, something that he's never done in his coastal career. That being said, the backups in this room are really, really good. Josh will tell his his Ethan Vasco story uh, here in a second, but I really, truly believe in the backups in this system. And, and we were all big Bryce Carpenter fans on this show. Um, we all believed in him and, and, and what he could do, but he was absolutely a ginormous step down from Grayson McCall. And even as fans of his, we knew that 12 was coming on the field and your offense was down to 30% of its potential power. And now with this new crop of backups, again, I hope I don't ever have to see them unless we're winning by 40 points in the fourth quarter. That's the only time I want to want to see um, even Vasco or, or any of these other guys come on the field. However, if they have to come on the field, I don't, immediately just panic that the game is over and then that, that we can't compete. Josh, I'll let you tell your story. And then afterwards, I want your prediction for this, uh, this quarterback room as a whole. Okay. So um, the, the Ethan Vasco hate comes from, uh, what is this? 2019, my senior night of high school. We're hosting Oscar Smith, which is the football powerhouse at the top A, like it's called 6A in Virginia, top A. Um, and this man, we we knew we didn't have a chance, but and we knew he was good, like the only white dude on the team. Um, he comes in. This is a high school that like recruits players, a public high school that like will recruit players. They'll figure out housing, whatever. Like, they're legit. They're a real football program. They come in, and they beat us on my senior night, 55 to nothing. And they let me start for some reason. That year, I primarily played slot receiver, and I played a decent amount. Um, But they let me start at corner, and I got dotted up by this man. Um, He did not slide either. Um, Yeah, we just got killed, so... It's a personal hate. I never thought I would see this man ever again. Ended my high school football career. Um, but here he is in the teal and bronze three years later, four years later, I think. Yeah, twenty four years later, we still here. So I'm happy to have him in our colors now. Um, he's a very good quarterback, and he learned behind Jaden Daniels at Kansas last year, and they're kind of up this year. Um, people are high on Kansas. He got to learn behind that man last year. So very good backup quarterback. Um, all all personal issues aside, very happy to have him as our number two. Blake Boda is really, really good in terms of what we've seen from high school. And if Jared guesses you're like three, I think you're in a really good spot, four, three, whatever. Um, I think we're in good hands. Vasco is ready to handle a backup role if he needs to be. But like you said, hopefully with Grayson putting on that weight, he doesn't need to. We're praying for a healthy season from 10. And it's funny. 
the only people so so naturally every year Grayson falls just because people get tired of him in these like quarterback rankings going into the season, whatever, because he's just going to be good every year. But the other Sunbelt fans, specifically Georgia Southern, not even App State, they talk a little bit, but for some goddamn reason, Georgia Southern just gets on my damn nerves more than anybody else. They think that this man is a product of the Chadwell offense and that he can't pass the ball. Meanwhile, all we said last year was that we wish they let him pass the ball more. So it's going to be a really rude awakening for these Georgia Southern fans. Get him my ass when he throws 500 yards on him with Tim Beck letting him loose. So I'm very excited. I'm very looking forward to what they can do in a more pass-heavy traditional offense because we know the receivers are going to be open. Hit them. Offensive line, do your job. Sean's by 90 every game. Like Sam Pinckney said, we're trying to put up 50 on everybody. And with 10 at the helm, they absolutely can do that. Jordan, final thoughts before we wrap it up here. I mean, it's not really a, a final thought. I just wanted to see – I wanted to see from you guys, can we please get Ethan Vasco on the pod, please, and have his recap of what happened a quick, a quick, quickly uh, in my boy Josh's uh, high school career? Because I He just... probably don't even remember that game <laughs> because he was the number one quarterback in the state and we were one of the worst 6A teams in the state. I just want to see we get it, pro- it was another day at the office for Mr. Vasco, but we will absolutely try to get him on. Yeah, we got to get him on. He probably saw the little five foot three dude lining up at corner, five three three white dude, and was like, shit, let's pick on him. That in high school, that's pretty sound football knowledge. And that's exactly what he did. You know what? Uh, I don't hold it against him, but uh, you heard it here first, Shot Show audience. Tune in for the Ethan Vasco interview coming later this season where uh, he and Josh hash out some old scores. But <laughs> uh, up until then, you can look forward to the Sunbelt Conference preview, the Coastal Carolina season preview, and the UCLA preview all coming to you here in the next week on the Shot Show. So uh, with all that content, stay up to date by following us on X, I guess. It's Twitter. It's Twitter. Um, follow us on Twitter at the shot show on Instagram at shot show. Uh, we will be in LA for the UCLA game. Uh, we'll be recording a lot of stuff out there doing a lot of fun things. So, um, keep an eye on our YouTube page as well. Uh, you can search us on YouTube. Uh, it's just the shot show. I think the only video on the page is where we posted our, uh, app state. Uh, episode from uh, i think a couple years ago now at this point but uh but yeah we'll have a lot of content going up on there so keep an eye out for that but with that i'll go ahead and sign us off as always shanta fire clip ellis